Hey guys, welcome to the Appointment PDX podcast. We have a really special guest, actually a guest that's been on before. Um, it is Alex Cressmas, uh, Iverson, all the names, um, and he is someone that is just really talented as well as someone that really just like strives to push to uh, do bound like beyond boundaries as well as to uh, have a creative endeavor as well. So it's really cool just to be able to have you back on, Alex. Welcome back to our show, man. Um, so how have you been? Um, how has COVID-19 um, kind of like put a damper or even created more creativity in your life in this current moment? All I can say is this pandemic has um, changed everything in my life, except for these fundamental things. I still work and have a job. I still live in the same place. And, but like everything else is just different. And it's just like, it's so funny that civil freedom that you didn't really take advantage of on a regular basis because you just took it for granted is gone. So you know, that meant that all the classes that we were taking, um, improv, um, you know, Courtney was taking dance classes. It's like, <laughs> none, of, <laughs> none of those exist that pretty much at the end of March, it was just a complete shutdown mm. um, of all of that. And we were like, okay, well, we're prepared for, you know, this isolation period, this lockdown, but, um, I think we made some assumptions that like, you know, your mental health is stronger than being isolated for maybe four to eight weeks. But um, let me tell you, that's been one of the most difficult things about this whole uh, pandemic is the fact that like you have this responsibility on your chest to go ahead and protect people around you and, and wear a mask and be responsible. But um, it comes at this like, personal sacrifice of, um, of space and utility that you don't really have. And so you have to get really creative and avoid being stagnant, which is so difficult right now. So, um, fortunately I have someone who I can work with on tons of creative projects on the side, little small things to kind of keep things flowing, little neighborhood walks, you know, you got to do what you can do given the circumstances going on long drives with, not really much ability to go out and do massive hikes or, or yeah. like towns. You really just kind of drive through on mountain roads. And I think we're really blessed to be out here in Oregon. So yeah, <clears throat> totally, man. I think that's the, the thing is like, especially I'll speak for myself, like as an extroverted person, like just to not be able to be out and around people or out and around like a lot of different spaces where like, I'm like, okay, I want to wake up and I want to get coffee and get out the door as fast as I like can, because I just really love to go and see what the day has, you know, like I'm that kind of adventurous spirit, like that wants to like go and create conversations with random people, see what opportunities lie, be able to see creativity in nature or in art or whatever. And I'm like, man, like, all this stuff is closed. And, like, you just go out to the coast, you go out to, like, the hikes, like, man, I just, I have to drive? Like, I feel like, it's like your whole entire life is, like, a drive-through movie. You're, like, going through, like, okay, like, I'll just go and see everything on the outside, but I'm, like, so close. I can almost touch it, but I can't touch it. And, like, that's so hard to be able to, um, like, process as a person because 
as people, like we like to have the tangible instead of like, oh, like I'm so close and now I can't even like actually experience it. I have to like just like one day, one day it'll come back and I'll be able to like have this greater experience with this hike or with these people or with things I took for granted. Like obviously a lot of stuff is being exposed to like what we took for granted before, even if it was like our friends or our family or our staying at home time, which is, you know, can be like easy to like feel like, you know, you just are like, oh, like I want to go home. But I'm like, now I'm like, man, like being at home for two months kind of feels like, like a little bit of crazy sauce because I'm just like ready to get out. But I've learned a lot and I've processed a lot during this time. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, oh, like I am so stoked to go and create to go and play with artists or go and collaborate with artists instead of like doing a virtual zoom call, like be able to have a, you know, actually like experience. experience, like touching someone be like, yo, like how's it going, bro? Give me a, give you a hug and be like, man, I'm not going to get a disease if I touch you, <laughs> you know, like touch or give you a hug or t- give you a handshake or whatever. Grandma, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2020 is weird like that, you know? Like, yeah. man, I miss those days where you can hug a friend and not worry about their grandparents, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, a hug has become a responsibility of, like, everyone else. Yeah, you don't know. Like, <laughs> like think about it. Like, there's over 3,000 documented cases so far in Oregon, which is a small slice of people who have it out here. Yeah. Like, I just like, if you knowingly gave it to someone else and that person died, like, how can you reconcile that? Like, that's so difficult. And so it's so strange how the gravity of a simple hug touch has such huge implications. Like it's so hard to reconcile that. Yeah, for sure. And like in that kind of like space, you like Courtney said in the background. I, I heard her just say, "How would you be able to live like if you if you caused someone to go into the hospital or to get COVID or whatever it looks like? Like that would be so hard to reconcile in your brain, and then like to be like, dang, like I'm really like carrying this weight. It's an emotional weight that you have to carry. Cold blooded like, killer, you know? <laughs> Gosh." Just say it, say it straight up, huh? <laughs> cold-blooded killer. I'm like, just going to say that in a conversation like you're a cold-blooded killer. You All give right. him a hug, you're getting, you know, <laughs> first degree. Right? Like, what a strange thing. What a, uh, seems like it counterintuitive, but I miss that too, man. I, I miss, like, seeing friends and, and meeting up and, and grabbing coffee and doing photo shoots with, with good friends, going on hikes, going out and getting drinks and catching up, you know, yeah. just little tiny moments that's kind of sprinkle in front of your life. But I also have a hot take. Uh, hi, this is Courtney. Um, hey. hey, how's it going? It's going great. You want to come and join in? Totally can if you want to, or make little like appearances left and right. That's not a problem uh, at all. You know, that's, that's usually what I do. Perfect. But, howdy, hey. Hey. <laughs> it's Coco. Hey. So, 
I am fortunate enough that I am with someone that I want to be around all the time. And I find that with most people, they're, they're, they're finding the opposite, right? Yeah. Like they, they're discovering, they're like, oh, I can't stand to be with this person. But to me, this is a hot take. I feel blessed. Hashtag blessed <laughs> that I get with him. So that's it. That's my hot take. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck. Good night. Thank you. Good. <laughs> hot take. You heard it here first. You heard it here Bless first, folks. From Coco. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's important. Like, it's so it's so incredible to see, like, hey, are we actually as strong as we think we are as people? Um, whether it's with your family or in isolation or, like, figuring out, okay, like, who are you? The self-identification piece that a lot of people are struggling with because there's a lot of people that don't want to go through that. They don't want to go through the steps of personal development. That's not ever something that's, like, hey, I want to go and do this because it's so good for my mental health. Um, yeah, it's good for your mental health, but it's also hard to, like, to say yes to that. But we have been in a position now where, like, hey, we actually should do this, even if it feels heavy and it feels like I'm just, like, holy crap, I don't want to do this. But, you know, like, it's pushing people out of their comfort and it's really, like, hard it could be, and like, I don't want to at all like make it sound like it's easy for this to be happening. Like, I want to lament and like totally be with those who are struggling because a lot of people are not working. A lot of people are in hospitals. Like, and the people that are working in the hospitals and frontline, like, damn, like they're working so long, and like, there's so many different things that you know they probably are exposed. They probably have COVID, and like, they're just like, oh, well, you know, I have to be here and do this due to the fact that I'm a state of urgency and I am called, uh, what's that word called? Um, like their, their job is considered to be important, like essential, essential. That's the word. Yep. Essential workers. Thank you. Um, apparently creativity is not essential work, but you know what? I'm, in my heart of hearts, I'm saying it's the most essential work because people would, they need to have creativity in this time, what like music, <laughs> movies. Look at, what, what, look at what people are absorbing right now, now that they have all this time in their homes. Yeah. They're absorbing entertainment, art, in all its various forms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... Alex, how, oh, and Coco, welcome back. Hot take, hot spot. <laughs> um, how have you guys, like, found any kind of creativity in this time to be able to go and walk around? Like, I heard you guys are doing, like, little photo shoots, walking around you uh, in the neighborhood. Like, obviously not in your current spot. Um, and then I've heard that you're also doing paintings. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Hey, I have somewhat of a sharp memory sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I do. You do. I Remember that three-hour conversation? Yeah. I think that for us, uh, it's, it's finding that the fan's still on. Wells is still on. My shirt and Wells off. Um, 
Wells is a fan, not a name. Anyway, so finding the little joys in life, I yeah. think, is what's keeping me going. Just picking flowers or painting a picture or calling a friend, calling your family. I found in this time connected to myself is the most important thing. Yep. Connecting to myself and going, what do I want? Because there's no outside like distractions. Yes. Stay in touch with the news. Yes. Listen to NPR every morning. Yes. Make your coffee, make your breakfast, and the but really tune into who you are. And that has been the most helpful for me. And that's it. All right, bye. <laughs> that was a complete answer. Is that your answer too, Alex? <laughs> yeah. I'll add on that it's uh, <laughs> that uh, on top of all those activities, um, getting out of your apartment or home every opportunity is helpful, even if it's literally going into your backyard, walking down your block, um, because you need that fresh air, man. And especially as it gets into full spring and you get this gorgeous weather out, it can be really hard for your mental health to be stuck inside. Yeah. So you're saying to stay home, but just go in your backyard. <laughs> yes. Um, although I might be a, might be a little bit of a hypocrite because <laughs> I am planning on hiking Silver uh, Star Mountain. It's okay. We won't report you, but we have listeners that might just see you, just send you some stuff. So I won't give them your, inf- your information on how to reach out to you this time because they got that last time um, so that they don't have to like go and be like, stay at home. What are you doing? All this stuff. Like you're like people tapping onto my phone calls. Oh no, those are just all the spammers. It's just like a great time okay. for for spammers okay. to like else. just to throw throw you in the box. They're like, hey, they're at home. Like they need to find something to do with their time. And I've, apparently, a lot of creative people are like taking those calls and they're just like acting like complete different people. Like, oh hi, how you doing? Like, I don't know what you're talking about and all this stuff, which is hilarious because you know that's how it says create like. It's funny because we, as people, we like used to be like, oh, like this is a spam call. It even says on our phone now, potential spam. And we're like, okay, not going to like answer it. But now we're like answering the phone and being like, oh, hi. And like we, we act like we're like the spammer as well to the spam people. And it's just been hilarious to like watch people do that. So obviously I've been watching people do that on Instagram and YouTube, and I've probably done it like twice myself. A question for you: I yeah. want to know your opinion on landlines because I'm thinking about getting one. Wow, landlines. Mm-hmm. Man, think I know what that is because I was born in the nineties. So, <laughs> dating myself so around here. I am, I am totally getting a landline, and I'm going to probably cancel my phone. I'm also thinking about cutting off Wi-Fi. He doesn't know that yet. <laughs> no. Anyway, landlines. I'm in the internet. Are you sure you guys want to be like quarantined together now? Because you just. <laughs> <laughs> if she wants to go off internet, then we're cutting off data too. 
All right. No wow. Fun you guys heard it first. This is this is perfect. Landlines. Um. So I think that they are fine. It's just it's all about how much you want to be accessed throughout the day. Like if you just are content with coming home to a full voicemail box, then you know what? That's totally your your call. And people don't leave voicemails anymore. And if they do, they don't know how to do it. Alex and I know that. Like as you worked in property management, as he still works in property management and stuff, like we know that people that leave voicemails are like, um, yeah, and they like don't even know what they're saying until maybe the end of it. And then it's like, oh, you have been cut off from this uh, message. You want to record again and try again? So like, if you want to like have the headache of listening to a bunch of millennials and even like Gen Zs, X, Ys, all of people like leaving voicemails or trying to leave voicemails or trying to follow up with people because people are not the easiest to get a hold of and that is especially if they're like not in the moment of like calling people don't call anymore like they just text so would you just like completely eliminate cell phones and just go straight to a landline no what I, i'm gonna get a tape machine oh a tape machine okay Man. Yeah, so I'm going to have a physical recording of every time somebody leaves me a message. For what purpose, other than just to have it when you fall asleep at night? Just to play. You have a tape? You have a tape player? You have a cassette player? Not yet. <laughs> we still have well, Wi-Fi, so that's good. Kind of blessings, I Alex. still have Wi-Fi. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm cutting it off. But um, I'm getting a landline. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna get a tape recorder, and whenever somebody needs to leave a message, they can uh, they can leave a message, and then I listen to it. And I okay, bye. Wow, I think we have lost Coco due to the fact that she is no longer on Wi-Fi, and this will be the last episode we can do with Alex on a <laughs> on a physical computer, unless he goes to his work oh, computer. I will communicate with you through uh, a telegraph. <laughs> okay. Telegraph basis. Um, so I think Seven Eleven has them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see like the whole cup, t- cup and line, cup and string, <laughs> and, like just social distancing. I'll just leave a cup of your house, and then I'll like make a long string from North Portland down to. <laughs> this will be really good. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll cut off all traffic because there's no traffic right now. So that actually might work if we can just go with a cup and string. There's no yeah. traffic right now. We won't cause any accidents with the, how long the string is. At least less accidents than we normally would. Yeah, and then once mm-hmm. it all lifts, you can go get Wi-Fi. I don't know if you'll... Do you think you'll still be at the place that you're at right now? If there's no Wi-Fi? <laughs> there's Wi-Fi at places, but... Um, no, um, I... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I I like I like this place. I like it. But um, anyways, we'll we'll see. Because I have no idea when the pandemic or the, not the pandemic, but the lockdown is supposed to start easing up. So I heard that it's county by county basis. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna find out. It's Multnomah's the probably one was concentrated areas. So, but that's why Washington is such a good opportunity right now because all the parks opened up. I know, they did. 
And then they're starting to open up parks here too in, in Oregon. So we shall see if that is going to be uh, something that continues. I I kind of like don't want to go into like a full on like make this like all about the COVID and lockdown situation. But like obviously it's going to like it's definitely the elephant in the room because it's like impacting the whole entire world. But um, what so you've said that you've like been able to get outside, been able to like connect. You were super like thankful and blessed to be able to be with someone that you are like that you enjoy and you have been able to like have a deeper connection with one another during this time as well um do you do you find yourself in a lull when it comes to your your photography and your desire to like to want to create because of like the fact that you're having a hard time like finding inspiration or finding some some kind of like drive um from because I know I know that you're let me just rephrase a little bit. I know that you're like very much so a visual person. Like you like to go to certain places and like drive out to different like landscapes and go to like the most rundown shacks as well to like do like really amazing work. So like, have you found yourself in a kind of in a hole or like a a lull of like your your creative work in this like couple of months? Um. You know, it kind of feels like I'm at like a crossroad lately um, with a bunch of different paths to go down. Right now, it's sort of difficult because everyone else has all this time on their hands and I still work, you know, five days a week, all the whole time. And I don't necessarily get that luxury of getting to spend investing more time into uh, my creative work that a lot of these other people have. And so it's, it's a little bit difficult to kind of stay on top. I've been feeling refreshing um, takes on my editing and, and catching up on old archives. Cause that's all we can really do. And I, fortunately my like, Coco is a great person to shoot with um, oftentimes. So I'm able to still do these small shoots. They're they're like these small mini shoots where I'm still editing something. I'm still in the process of creating. I just don't really know what direction to go. I feel that right now, the next step seems to be to move away from social media in many ways, like really begin. And this might take the form of deactivating some accounts for a while or perhaps focusing on something else, but I would really I'm like to I'm on the line with Xfinity right now and they are literally telling me things. So we're going to continue having internet I'll talk here. to you later. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. But you're going to... So... <laughs> fact. <laughs> Um, <laughs> internet by the end of a Zoom call. Um, <laughs> Gosh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> um, so right now, I don't know if I want to uh, keep facilitating a piece of my time to social media in a way that like you share your artwork and yeah. refine it. 
in, in cases, but it's one of the few ways. I yes, can go yes, 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 I stand. Does she agree it's with you? <laughs> there we go. So it's one of the few ways um, that I get to go ahead and create. Um, it, it's just, I, I guess right now I'm trying to figure out um, where do I want to put my work in and I think yeah. being a better photographer improving my skill and expanding on conceptual ideas I have is my focus and I think um avoiding social media and in that like that desire to have something to share on there and then and, and going through this hypercritical period is kind of pointless mm -hmm. right now for me yeah I love connecting with people um I could stick with other apps that I can use to communicate without necessarily feeling this urge to share all my work and, and have this like, like the, the trappings of a, of a creative on social media are well known. It's not a secret that like everyone goes through periods where they want to deactivate their account. Mm -hmm. It's social media fatigue and everyone's hitting it really hard right now, but it's all a lot of us have to the outside world. So it's a, catch-22 situation. Yeah. I remember you saying before that, because we talked about anxiety and, like, within that, and creativity um, in a past episode, um, but we talked about how you would, like, take a two- to three-day, like, completely fast from social media and be like, hey, like, nothing's going to be on social media. I can check in anything. I'm not going to look at it, no scrolling. And I think that's where people are right now. Like, I'm, I'm like, trying to get my screen time to, like, be under, like, five hours, like, a week because I just think it's such a waste of energy and time to, like, scroll through the same stuff. And a lot of times, like, it's just the same nonsense, like, right now. Like, there's, there's a lot of, like, people saying, like, oh, like, Netflix and blah, 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 like, but like in that same kind of like sphere, it's this, it's very exhausting right now for creatives to, to feel inspired or to feel like they can um, create content because like, I think that's like a downward sphere where people are like, well, I have to, I have to create because I want to maintain my followers or maintain something that... <clears throat> At the end of the day, like, sure, those things are good, but if they're just, like, going to cause more, like, problems, then what, what really is the good from it, you know? And I think taking a step back is really, like, important for people um, to, like, figure out, okay, like, why? Like, why do I have a social media account? Why do I um, actually want to do this? Is it because I am trying to share my work? It's because I want to stay connected. And yeah, it's both. It's the both and. And we're in the Catch-22 kind of phase now, like you said, with just like trying to figure out how do we not be bombarded by all the noise of social media, but also like how do we like stay connected as, a, as people to each other, which, you know, getting a landline might be a good way if you're just like completely rogue 
<laughs> you're like, or getting off Wi-Fi, like, hopefully, <laughs> like, you just, like, can reach out to people and all this stuff and all that. Um, so, just, like, it's, it's interesting, like, how this has, like, caused you to reevaluate that. You, you reevaluated your whole perception or desire at this current moment to like post on social media, which I've noticed. I'm like, you haven't been posting as much, but like you're still doing things here and there. And, you know, I know it's because you're like busy with a lot of different things. This is not, this has not been a, a time to, to rest or to like reestablish. It's more like you're at this point of, okay, working full time still like, and being able to, like stay connected with people and also like wanting to maintain your own artistic qualities and your own things as well as, you know, having Coco who's running around doing amazing things as well. And like how you guys are going to be yeah. like collaborating together. So I think that's really bold, honestly, to like, to take, to take a stand like that. Like I honestly like think people love your work and like they, they're gonna come they'll come back when you when you come back like obviously to have like a fresh to have fresh perspective because i i know you that you would not ever like leave and be like oh yeah i'm just gonna like never come back but you're gonna come back with like some really amazing work that you're gonna be really proud of and be like this is what I like i came out of this this cave and now i'm like gonna share all my work with everyone and be like boom <laughs> here it is you know is that kind of like what you're seeing is like you just like want to take the time now to really dive in deep with your photography skills, concepts to get clear on what you want to do? Yes. Um, I definitely am coming from a place like that right now where I feel like if I start investing more time on my skill and more time on realizing my ideas and putting together a process to be able to more systematically come up with work that I enjoy yeah. that I can then focus on sharing that body of work in various forms and work on getting published more often and advancing my work um, through paid projects and, and things along those lines where um, I'm not necessarily obliged to go ahead and be sharing my work um, or really, I feel like a very, it's, it's, it is nice. It is, I love having, um, you know, the fact that social media is kind of like a resume now in a weird way. It's, it's mm-hmm. you, an artist portfolio is based off of their website. Um, it's based off of the work they share on social media, Facebook pages and Instagram profiles. Like I have met so many incredible people. Um, I, my, one of my photos is going to be used on a book cover for a book of poetry by a Portland poet here. And yeah, that's awesome. Because they were able to connect with me after I met them on social media and they were able to show their publisher my work and got them to agree to use one of my photos. And so opportunities do come about in social media, but the amount of time that we give social media to stay relevant is time sucking. Um, I think that like, cause it doesn't involve so much work now. It's not how it used to be. Um, it involves so much engagement. And I think that is a difficult thing to do without feeling kind of frustrated at like what 
what is this going to do for me? You know, like I've had moments where I've gone in, I've gained a hundred followers and I've had weeks where I've been posting on a regular basis and may have gained 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like it's, it's, it's numbers. And I feel like if I focus just on numbers um, and by engagement, um, I'm focusing on a very narrow slice of what I could be doing, which is making better work that relies less on that engagement. You post it and it's self-evident that it's a good piece of work. And I think um, right now, um, that's where I want to go. And I think I will probably be taking a prolonged break and be working much more on organizing the existing body of work because I have so many photos already. I have such huge archives. I have so many good photos buried in there too. Yeah. Uh, but I need to be better at taking new photos or else I'm going to be stagnant. Like last year I felt frustrated because even though I felt like my editing had always steadily improved, I felt like my skill behind the camera had hit a plateau. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was taking similar shoots. People would work with me and I'd, I would get requests on a, a weekly basis from from people wanting to work with me that all involved doing the same photo. Yeah. For free. Like it would be different if it was getting paid for each of these shoots, but a lot of these people are creatives. They want to do the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And so you have to really take care of your time. I think, I think your time, that management is the most underrated thing um, that an artist can reflect on. Like, it will change your life if you can go ahead and manage your time most efficiently because when you strike a creative gold, even if it's 2 a.m. in the morning, you know what to do, you know where to go, and you're allowing yourself to be creative in that period that you are most likely to be in that mindset. Yeah, I think just the... the the maintenance of social media is is so it can be a, a lot and it can also be frustrating especially if you're running it as a business and you want to like make the most of your time and you want to like be able to have opportunities come about but maybe 50% chance like you have an actual paid um, gig that like comes up like hey like I've seen your work I want to like do this wedding or do this like shot for, you know, whatever I'm working on. But like, that's like 50, 50 chance of that happening. A lot of the time, just like, Hey, I've seen your work. Like I want to like do a collaboration with you. Like, can you come on to this? And like, can we do this and this and this? And you're like, okay. Like, and then you're like, Oh my gosh. Like now you have to reorient some things and be like, okay. Like for me, is this actually going to add value to my life or is this going to be just kind of this space of um, feeling a little bit more work that I'm doing because I care for the person and I like really like want to show that I value them. But at the end of the day, like you have to understand that you only have so much capacity as a person to give. And I think like if people actually like can see the value because I, like I see the value of your work and I would never be like, Hey, I want to like do a photo shoot with you and like just ask for it for free because I think that's a complete like 
don't know. Like, I just feel like it's, you're so much more worth, like, you have so much more worth than, than just being like, oh, behind a camera. Like, I want to, like, be able to give you what, what, you know, you deserve as a person, as a creative, as a friend. Because, yeah, you deserve, like, to be paid because you have amazing shots. You do a lot of work editing and, like, you spend so much time. You drink probably five pots of coffee and, like, eat a whole, like, loaf of bread in a matter of, like, time. I know. That's, like, his main diet. He has a vegetarian. He's a, he's a, car- he's a carpetarian. So, no, yeah, so am I. And that's why it's really funny because he was like, uh, explore making weird bug shit because he <laughs> literally is like, yeah, that loaf of bread, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Pot of coffee, cool. Pot of coffee, <laughs> loaf of bread. Hey, that's where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. And like a lot of times, like you're, you're at this point where you're exhausted and I would hate to like be like, hey, I want you to be like oh i expect you to do this for free because i think that's where people are at in this generation like oh like i want you to come onto my show or i want you to do this because of whatever you're doing but if we don't actually like, give people value then really we're doing ourselves a disservice and giving you guys a disservice by saying that your time is literally not worth anything to a absolute t you have explained so clearly what I think is a huge uh, issue for a lot of creatives out there is when you're trying to go ahead and be the self-sufficient person who uh, can create and, and also work for yourself for the majority of the time, you need to be able to manage your time. And I think it might be fun and enjoyable to go ahead and occasionally work with new people and, and do these free collaborations. You have to be considerate of your time and really value that and not undersell yourself because um, a lot of people expect me to shoot for free with them. And I think that it's, even though they don't mean it in an insulting way, they genuinely just don't understand that I can't make a model of success based off of only working for free, especially with people who want so much of a creative input into my work. And that's huge. Yeah. And And that's why I am my own success. (laughs) Continue. I love it. She like, she just comes in like, right. Like Lord, Lord Coco. Um, so I got a target ad. Oh, geez, Louise, please put me down. Please. For the love of the Lord. <laughs> oh, he's putting me out. Okay, bye. All right. Um, so it's understanding your target market, understanding your audience, understanding that you're not a nonprofit. You're not a nonprofit business. Like, you are someone that went into this, like, because you wanted to do this for not money. Money is never the root, the root of what you're doing. It's, it's a matter of understanding that you want to do this like full time. You want to go and like shoot photos and go and collaborate and like be able to travel, blah, 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 all these different things. But we can't do that off of gift cards. We can't do that off of coffee. We can't do that off of whatever. And I think, huh? 
exposure. Yeah, and I think a lot of people they're like, oh, like I'll just take out the coffee to like to pay your way, and I'm like, well, if coffee can get me to leave my nine to five, cool, <laughs> but that's not the case, or everyone would be a bi- a billionaire <laughs> because like that's <laughs> we drink coffee like it's water, which isn't good for us, but you know it's just understanding that our our value as people is like what we're doing in our profession we would never we would never go to a you know a restaurant or established business be like hey like i expect you to do this service for free because like you're my friend or because i have seen you do this for x amount of years like even if you knew the person like you would say like hey i still expect you to charge me full price and you know nine times out of ten like when you approach them like that you actually see like a lot more fruit come out of it because everyone's like, Hey, like actually I was able to give you an incentive because of a friends and family discount or whatever. Like the expectation is placed in the, the person to actually be there to pay the full price, to be given the full value and whatever else is given back. It's just a gift. It's like, but I think our culture has got it so backwards. Like they're like, no, I deserve to be given everything. Because I know you, I've gotten coffee with you. I know your, I know your dog, your family, all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, hold, hold up. Like, is that really like the, the posture you want to like be as a business or as a person? Like, you just expect people like to give you the whole world and be like, cool. Like, I'm on my way now. Or like, no, it's always about a two way street. It's always about understanding like the value of humanity. And I think this whole quarantine time is like hopefully brought people to that realization and that like kind of space where like, yeah, like I have been expecting things to be better or to be worse or like I've taken things for granted, like we talked about earlier, but just the, the fact that creatives, yeah, they just need to be supported. And I think a lot of times like we just are seen as like this bullet billboard of free, free, free when we're like, no, like we are, we're more than willing. Cause I think a lot of times like creative people, we are so giving. And I think that's like our, our major flaw and also yes. our biggest, like that we have the biggest hearts. <laughs> we have like the biggest hearts for people. Cause we like, we see the value of people as a whole. And like, we like really want to love them and to give them free content and to like help them as much as we can serve them. But like, we just have to understand that we have value as well. Like, and like, if we can be in this place of like giving, like a giving tree, but also receiving, like for for our giving, like that would be amazing too. Recognizing your own limits as a creative is so important because um, overextending yourself will burn you out, and yeah, um, it's quite easy to do that and your desire to create will suffer as a result. So what you said was incredibly poignant and just incredibly truthful because I mean, as creatives go, we thrive on, on community and collaboration, but um, we also have to be able to work on an individual level without having so much of your time taken from uh, 
that that kind of that culture of of expectation yeah. that has been fostered. Yeah, I think that's so good. Like, because a lot of times, like, we can be extroverted, introverted, or amnivert, or whatever the heck it is. But like, at the end of the day, like, we need to make time to like to our work. And I think if we can look at it, and if the world can look at it as that exact word, which is work. Like I did a, a podcast the other day and this guy was saying, he says, I have no inspiration. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like that's a new one. That's really cool. But like, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And he's like, well, my inspiration quote unquote would be just, I'm doing my work. And like, and I don't have to, I don't have to be inspired to do my work. Like if I wasn't, if I had to be inspired to do my work, I would never get paid because, you know, like if I had to say, oh, I'm not working at McDonald's, like, which is the cliche example, but, you know, hey, we'll just use it. And someone's like, hey, I'm not inspired to flip a burger today. Their boss would be like, well, I'm inspired to fire you, you know, <laughs> like, so if we look at it in that kind of way of like changing, changing the whole perspective and outlook of creativity as Hey, like these people are putting in hours, like not just like a one day. It's like probably weeks, days, you know, they're or they're like just completely just drinking so much coffee and just like trying to muscle through it so that they can like get onto next project or like be able to spend time with their family and loved ones because a project is huge. And I think a lot of times like people can be like, oh, that's really cool. Like that's really unique and they like they appreciate it. But then there's like, they don't look at the behind the scenes. Like when we look at movie credits, we're looking at like literally 10 pages of people's names that are like scrolling down that, you know, credits. And we're like, I am like, holy guacamole. That's a lot of people that are like having to be part of this. And like, hey, none of these people would be here if they weren't like able to get, you know, paid because like that's probably a year at least of work to create any of the Marvel movies, any of any kind of like major film. And like, yeah, like sure people can make a million plus dollars on a film, but imagine cutting the cheese with like all those people in those 10 pages, like thousands of people. So like maybe they're making what? Like a thousand, twelve hundred dollars, maybe a hundred thousand dollars you know, depending on the film. But they're going from that film to the next film because they're like, hey, like I still have to support my life, my family, like all this stuff. So I can't yeah. just settle on this one project and be like, yeah, this is it. This is exactly what I needed. Like I made, I made my way. Like, no, like once you finish a project, you're like, okay, like I appreciate this work. I'm giving it away. Like let's work again in the future and like let's continue to move forward because we have to treat it as work. That's it. That, that. <laughs> Man, speechless over there, huh? <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I just, yeah, man, like, it's so important that uh, we're able to go ahead and uh, find spaces to intrinsically motivate ourselves because. Um, 
we can get extrinsically motivated super easily. And you know, we find a pretty piece of artwork or uh, an incredible video and, and, and find something that like sparks that motivation inside you. And you can be like, that's incredible and that's important. And it will creativity in many cases. But um, what really pushes you through is that, and it's so hard to achieve sometimes, is that intrinsic, that motivation side of you. And sometimes the way that that sparks is doing something that you didn't really want to do, but you had to. Your yeah. constraints being put upon yourself can be beneficial if you let it be beneficial. Um, I've worked terrible jobs. Uh, I wish I uh, would have been smarter in hindsight to have avoided, but I yeah. did those. In the process of doing a job I didn't like, I was so incredibly fueled by my own determination to get out of that and do something more creative every time it brought me further to where I am today. Um, that launching point, you know, you want something bad enough and you can't get it. Um, you will eventually get it, but you have to, you have to let yourself ride that out. You know, um, Casey Neistat used to say that the only way to know you, what you want to do in life is to do something you hate. You know, he was a dishwasher when he was gifted a camera, you know, a video camera in like 1998. And he was like, I think I want to be a filmmaker. And he started doing these small videos in his trailer, you know, um, after he'd get off washing dishes and maybe take caring of his tiny kid. And he was 17. He, he thought that that was his life. And he was like, I don't want to do dishwashing. I don't want to go ahead and be stuck in this life that I feel like people expect me to live now that I have a child and then trying to like figure out things. So he moved everything to New York and like, he was so like extrinsically um, or intrinsically motivated that it yeah. shot him all the way out to where he's now, which is massively successful. I have, I'm, been watching him for years. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think the point you just made was so important, but you find what you truly are passionate for when you do things, when you just go and do things like, you know, we've, we've all worked the, the jobs we've all done the things. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, we end up going back to our creativity at the end of the day, so like, why don't we try our hardest or our best and put our best foot forward to kind of like turn the table and be like, hey, like, I don't want this to be my after work job. I want this to be my my during the day job, and like to be able to go and do this and create this kind of like lifestyle that um, is something that I, you know, want to do and create a life out of it. So, and I think a lot of times there's there's obviously like there with everything in life, there's not going to be just rainbows and like all this amazing stuff all the time. Like, but we have, to, we understand that the pitfalls, all the things that like come with being a creative or being a dishwasher or whatever the, the job is that those things are totally worth it. And I think that's the same with like anything. Like if we take a relationship or whatever, like, because if a relationship was only based in, 
like the the high amount of good all the time like i would say that that's not strong <laughs> like i would say that that's just like that you're living in this kind of like this fake reality and like i'm like okay oh. well something's pent up here like it's gonna burst like they're just like putting this this front up but the strongest people the strongest relationships the strongest workers are the ones that have gone they've they've done the hard work they've had like the knockout drag out fights they've had the places where they're like okay like i feel like i'm gonna quit today but then they're like no like hey let's work this out hey let's come back together hey let's like talk through this stuff and like figure out what they truly desire and truly want and still fight for the for the root of it so whether that's a relationship whether that's like a job whether that's like being creative like yeah because there's so much like i don't know there's so many different things that we can have in life that are you know like they look great on the outside but then we don't see the the behind the scenes like i said before like when it comes to like the grunt work the long hours the amount of sleep we don't get you know whatever it looks like and you know i think it's important that we can sift through the bad to get to the good and i think that's the only way we can actually like fully understand and appreciate that and yeah both of our stories we have those peak moments where we're like shooting with a lot of people or playing drums for like a large concert and like having people just go crazy and all this stuff which is amazing but like there's definitely days I'm like on the road and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired or, you know, like, or taking a photo and like having to re- edit and like, like, oh my gosh, I'm pulling my hair out because this is yeah. so frustrating. I can't get this thing on my computer to work or the computer shuts down or whatever it looks like. Or, you know, God forbid you spill coffee on your computer and you're like, <laughs> all my shots are gone, you know, <laughs> computer stolen from your car. <laughs> I was there for that. Yep, I was yeah. there. When your yeah, your car got broken into and all your stuff got stolen out of your car, like, and then still to this day, you're still shooting photos. Like, that was a hurdle you had to jump. Be like, okay, like I can be like, yep, I'm totally done with this. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go work the nine to five corporate life for the rest of my life and make that, you know, my my intent, my intention, but you still were like when you came back you're like no this actually like was a good piece to like push me forward and like my response to that was just like wow like i'm so excited to see where you go i'm also excited to see like what happens because yeah you created a gofundme in my apartment and you like said all my stuff got stolen like supporters and all support got like raised and you're able to go and like pursue like and you just got back from like a crazy round the world trip and like and it was just like this like it was a really amazing experience you had around like the u.s and like working over in different places to come back home and be like wow i just got i was super tested and like everything that i just had like this peak moment went straight down the toilet at <laughs> that current moment you're like wow i have no words but i am still going to move forward, still going to press on. And that's what I think is like the best thing for people to understand. And hopefully this podcast like helps them realize like, Hey, like we haven't just been born in this place of like, 
hey, here you go, here's your gift for life, and, like, you, now you're a photographer, and you're getting all this, like, engagement, and, like, all these things, like, no, we had to go through literal hell to, like, get to this point, and we're still, like, trudging through, like, we're just not doing it alone anymore, we're doing it with other people, and we're, like, understanding that, you know, it's worth the fight every day, like, it's a complete fight that we have to, like, decide, because the rest of the world's saying, Choose comfort, choose complacency, choose the blank, like choose education to go and like be in this 401k life, you know, and we're saying like there's life outside of that. And I think if we can just like continue to press together, like we're going to be so much stronger. We get closer to achieving that. Um, absolutely. It's um, you know, you're, you're going to be hit with setbacks. You're going to be hit with, um, doubts and, uh, many bumps in the road, but when you're able to, um, be determined, even if your focus gets scattered, it will always return back to where it needs to go. You know, like a compass in many ways, you know, there's never been a, uh, an event in my life where it has been able to shake me from getting back up and focus eventually back onto that goal of being someone who works for herself, who will go ahead and create on a regular basis and, and experience life in an enriching way. Yeah. Uh, which is very much, um, an investment, you know, like right now I work a 40 hour job, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I make a, I make a good amount of money doing it and I'm able to pocket a lot and it's been able to allow me to buy new gear. I've bought, I've got lights, I have new lens. I have, um, all kinds of photography equipment that I didn't have a year ago. And so I'm like, well, while I'm doing this, I may as well go ahead and work on my skill and work on um, my ability to be a better photographer and artist, a better business person who can advocate for myself. And yep. I think all of that is super relevant into eventually leading up to um, more travel, more more experiences. And also you, you need to enjoy those small things while we're in a lockdown, you know, it's not all about making that long drive. Um, and it's about enjoying this place that you're in that you chose to move to your neighborhood, you know, and, and these small enjoyments that, uh, we had talked about earlier in the episode. Yeah, totally, man. Well, dude, I always love talking to you and hearing how you're doing. And like, we, we tend to go from like, such like great depth or even like funny things like Coco cutting off your Wi-Fi. So hopefully it's not the last time we can talk via our podcast <laughs> after this. <laughs> um, but it sounds like you still have Wi-Fi as of today. So that's good. And Cross. fingers are totally crossed. <laughs> and maybe next time we'll just have to do it via landline. We'll, we'll figure out a way to like have a landline uh, episode and we'll just have to yeah get super creative um yeah. <laughs> you might recording it'll be great yeah it'll sound like a 
an old eighties vintage film. <laughs> well, man, we, we totally appreciate you as an artist. Thanks for coming back on the show and for yeah, just your time. Like we definitely like appreciate you as an artist. We appreciate you as a person and. Yeah, you're so right. Like it's a, it's all about just investing in where we're at now, and appreciating it, and understanding that like, yeah, like there's so much need in the world, and now our eyes are being open to it, and there's also like a lot of decisions that don't need to be made at this current moment. I think for people, they're like, oh, I want to change my whole life and blah blah blah, but like, no, like take the time to like to be a human and like don't. Don't lose sight of that humanity side and also like see the value of who you are and like be able to come out like understanding that you are valued and that you are a person that works hard and deserves to be given like the whatever it is, time, money, like whatever it looks like in that sphere as a creative, as a person, like love, like it's so important that like we, I hope that we all can come out of this, like understanding that like people are not just numbers. They're not just like followers. They're not just, you know, the amount of espresso shots we get into our coffee and like try to like kick the day in the face and be like, yep, this is the greatest day and like whatever. Like, no, like we actually are people and, you know, we can look at humanity through that lens and like understand that art and everything like that like points people back to humanity, which is like why I love it so much. And it like creates this like a big paintbrush stroke of gray in the black and white world that we quote unquote say <laughs> is true in reality which is not true at all <laughs> yes <laughs> it's always a joy being on your show Stephen. I always value these very cerebral really <laughs> conversations that we have uh, which get sprinkled in with the most ridiculous humor on the world that like your audience is subjected to every time they listen but it is great to go ahead and update and talk about these topics it makes me excited to go ahead and talk to you again in the future about where i'm at and what we're doing you know and i think in the meantime appreciating interpersonal contact and relationships with people i think that has taken such presence i barely know her Coco's happy part of this too. Yeah. Hey, special guest Coco. Hopefully she'll be making some little like entrances next time too. So that'd be cool. There's no doubt about Only small ones though, because I barely know her. Okay, perfect. Well, that's how we're gonna keep it. We're just gonna have her just come in whenever and however. It'd probably be like a it's always at those moments where like it's really deep conversation. She's like so actually it's called comcast and we have cut all the <laughs> cut off all the wi-fi so uh enjoy your I last know. alex doesn't know yet i know poor alex you know what you'll come out stronger there's really no choice in this so the next time we speak oh also wait till you see my painting ha. Bye.